Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Welcome, welcome to this episode of Ready Yet, where we talk about what it takes to be the person who achieves. Because one of the things that many of us have all learned is you will never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. So I'm very excited to have Vicki Griffiths with me here today. I was introduced to Vicki by a mutual we'll call him friend because sometimes we get to do that. Larry Wingett, who when I said, I'm looking for interesting people with good stories. Uh, one of the first people he said is, oh, you have to talk to Vicki, which is always a compliment when Larry, yeah. when Larry Wingett tells you you're interesting. That is a compliment. Um, really enjoyed a conversation we had to get to know each other and knew immediately that your story, not just what you teach people to do, but also your personal story would be very interesting and um, a great motivator for people. So I'm so glad you chose to join me today. And why don't you go ahead and more formally introduce yourself um, so you can let people know what it is that you do. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for the invitation. I'm, I'm quite honored and you've been fun to be with. So I can't wait to get this interview. You guys are all gonna have so much fun with this whole process. So what I do is I work with women who are 40 plus has been struggling with diets their whole life, but still have never reached their goal weight. And they think that in order to do that, they have to deprive themselves of all their favorite foods, that they have to go on to some stupid restrictive food plan, and they have to exercise by hours and hours on end. And none of that is true. So I break the myth barrier down and their belief systems down so that they can become naturally thin and keep the weight off. Nice, nice. And one of the things I know about um, a lot of coaches is we get into what we're into because of what we've been through, right? So I would say even more strongly than you teach what you need to learn is you teach what you have achieved so that you can share the, the outcome with others. So tell me a little bit about why you went into this and, and how you chose this path <laughs> sometimes the path chooses you and you don't particularly care for it but that's oh, the way it goes okay. Okay. <laughs> so i was um pruning myself for this path since i was born oh, wow. I, I really truly was i was the fat chubby little adorable baby and that doesn't become so adorable after about the age of two and then you're just fat and that was me. I was a fat child. I was a fat teen. I started dieting when I was 10. I was a fat adult. Uh, pregnancy, obviously, gained 60 pounds plus the 50 I already had. I mean, it was just crazy. 
Um, but it was the spin on the diet, always going to the restricted diet, always saying, oh, I ate three pieces of pizza today or three slices. I better go exercise tomorrow for two hours or something stupid, crazy. Um, and I was driving myself crazy. I really was. I was in that place of um, 20 years ago, I was in that place of I'm no longer dieting uh, because it just creates more criticism and self-judgment. And I realized that criticism and self-judgment <laughs> after, I don't know, 30, 40 years of it, it, it wasn't helping. <laughs> that wasn't working. No, it wasn't motivating. So I, I got to do something about that. And um, I knew at that time, too, about the subconscious mind. I learned it when I was 16. Oh, and being a shy, reserved wallflower in high school, when I learned self-hypnosis, I started raising my hand in class. And my teachers were like, who are you? You've been here all year. <laughs> what are you doing? And I was just fascinated about the power we have. Like you said, you can't achieve anything until you make a decision. But we have a whole lot of power in our mind that we're not tapping into. And not a whole lot of people are telling us about it. So that whole idea of we can we can do this whatever this is whether it's growing your business or it's losing weight or it's having better relationships by changing our mindset and changing our mind in particular and that's what fascinated me the most is that it gave i hate this word but i'm going to use it anyway it gave me a sense of empowerment sure. for the first time in my life and sure. and yeah and i don't take that that's an overused word but i don't take that word lightly when you feel empowered, when you feel in control, then you can make different decisions. And that's what happened. So you eventually, and as I'm listening to your story, you know, here you were at 16, already being introduced to the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. But due to all of the external messaging that we receive, weren't really able to think about applying it to your weight and physical well-being until later in life. Yeah, there was a part of that, that um, how I became my, <laughs> see life just unfolds for us sometime and we don't even know that. I mean, yes, we can, we can create our lives, but we also have an unfolding and surrendering. So at 16, I did learn about hypnosis because I was fat and I was going to a chiropractor that had just studied hypnosis for 10 hours or whatever he did. And, put a shingle on in his door that he was a weight loss specialist. And my parents were like, one more time, you want to try this? I'm like, sure. Uh, so the hypnosis we used was for the diet, which at that point was the keto diet, but not called that. Sure. And so I, but I, what I learned was, and it wasn't about the, emo I, I have been in the past an emotional eater. So I don't want to claim it now. That's why I say in the past. Um, and so, what I needed was somebody to address the emotional eating part. This just was about the diet. Got it. However, other things started happening. Like I said, the self-confidence increasing, the self-esteem. During that program, I lost 30 pounds. And I used the word lost because it bound me back, like most That's dieters. Right. <laughs> um, because it was all about the diet. It was not until later that I recognized I could use all of that from the emotional eating piece and then use the physical release from my body. And it's, you know, you say you're, hate to use the word empower, and I'm gonna 
put an idea out there also that I hate to acknowledge because I was definitely one of those teenagers who knew everything. You know, I, I was little. I know. I, I readily admit I was a horrible teenager. But I think there is some something that happens as we get older. One of the things I said is, as I get older, my favorite thing is how much I don't care about things anymore. Oh, I love it. Right. <laughs> things that would have made me crazy before, eh, whatever. But I think your story is also an example of that, that it took some experience and wisdom that only comes with time yeah. to make some of those connections. Yes. And Absolutely. be ready. Ooh, that's a tough one right there. The being ready part, doesn't it always stall us all? We get stuck in that. And, and sometimes it comes out as a conscious, I'm not ready. And a lot of times, though, it's self-sabotage. So we keep procrastinating or um, I can't do that or I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. And that's where you came. That's exactly what it is. Not feeling ready. Not feeling ready. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I'd love to get your opinion on this. I have a very strong opinion on this. Um, it may or may not be favorable. So I have been a gym rat since I was 19 years old, which was way before girls were in the gym lifting weights. Um, but it was something my dad was into. So it was something I was into. Um, I've never smoked, though I can't tell you why. I mean, I grew up in a city in the 80s, so I don't know why I didn't smoke, but I right, um, consider that lucky now. I was definitely into a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And while I 100% absolutely agree with fat shaming is wrong, body shaming is wrong, um, it's a horrible problem we have in our country. It's, it's a terrible, it's one of the few versions of discrimination that seems to just be allowed without mm -hmm. stopping. But at the same time, I do also know from my personal experience of when I've been a little heavier, and I've never been way over, but I got a little heavier. I'm not healthy when I'm heavier. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance, because I love the piece of your story that talks about being in control of your mind and the self-esteem, how do you balance, it's okay to be who I am, whatever that is, and what the truth is about optimizing health? Well, I know some very technical terms, obese people who can outdance me and can, you know, lift weights. And, and I do know some people who are obese that have an amazing self-esteem. So if you're in that place and if you are healthy and your doctor's saying you're good, then you're good to go. There's no, and if there's no self-bashing about being fat, yes, which is pretty rare. It's brutal. It's, it's pretty rare. Cause like you said, the fat shaming and, the judgment. When I am 10 pounds, now I'm only five feet tall, so 10 pounds is a full clothing size. But when I am 10 pounds overweight, I'm horrible to myself. Horrible to myself. I can't even wrap my head around what people go through battling larger challenges than that. Well, and the thing is too, is that there's nothing 
how do I put this? There's nothing wrong with feeling badly about your 10 pounds. And I find that to be true too. So thinner women who are up five pounds are like, will not go get help because it's only five pounds or it's only 10 pounds. But if the self-bashing and the, sh the body shame is there, then it's something that can be supported by getting help from someone else and not be ashamed that you're asking for help for that. And so that I, I have clients that really come to me because they wanna let go of five pounds. And I realize that it's still, for most people, it's still an emotional, anytime you overeat, it's emotional. Sure. In my opinion, okay, that's- I agree. So it doesn't matter if you're overeating in a healthy meal, it doesn't matter if you had 10 grapes and you know whatever you consider healthy, it is an emotional response to something. And a lot of people don't wanna admit that. They wanna think, I, I have people tell me all the time, I'm not an emotional eater, I just eat when I'm bored. Well, I'm like, what do you think boredom is? I, mean, it's right. I know with me, I don't overeat, but my food choices go right down the tubes. Right, right, right. down the tubes. And it's almost, a, I, I've got a new book out that it's about being right. And it's about, it's almost like when you would get to those five or 10 extra pounds or a hundred extra pounds, we need to keep proving the belief system right about being fat mm -hmm. or whatever that is. It's usually unknown to us. And so the worse, the, the more weight you put on, the worse you feel about yourself. So the more you can show that that belief system's right. And so that's what I find too, is that we are always, trying to say or condition ourselves about belief systems that aren't working for us. And once we kind of break that pattern, then we can move forward. And it doesn't matter if it's five pounds or it's a hundred pounds. So with your belief systems, because I imagine getting to where you are now, one of the biggest obstacles that you had to, you know, the obvious quote unquote obstacle was losing the weight and keeping it off. But tell me more about who you had to be to get where you are you know this this theme we're doing of what was that obstacle of who did you have to be to finally get to where you've achieved well for some crazy reason even as a fat teenager i kept seeing myself in a corporate suit with a briefcase speaking to people and I was thinking that's ridiculous because i am too shy and too reserved to do something like that so it started out with having this desire to be thinner, to be assertive. And when, in my, in my opinion, when you have a desire of some kind, which in Greek terms is from God, so from the Father, so you have the desire to change, that's the first step. And then I started researching and finding out how to do that. And it was not easy. It was stretching myself way out of my comfort zones. It was finding people that intimidated me, that helped me to move forward and push me. Um, so sometimes it's finding someone that can see what you want to be and hold it for you while you work your way through Gosh, you know, you've got that brick wall behind you. It's like bashing through a brick wall, your head against the wall sometimes, feeling really lousy about yourself, thinking, I can't do this. And so they hold the belief for you. And I know that's why you coach too. You hold that belief for your clients Absolutely. that they can grow their businesses. So that's what I had to do first. I realized I had to change my mindset. <clears throat> I had to change my belief systems. And I had this desire, as crazy as it was, 
So I had to move forward. And it's kind of an internal drive, even when it sucks. <laughs> and does it ever sometimes? You know, that I think that I'm so glad you said that. And here's why I think this is a really big teaching point. So I just want to hone in on this. There is not a single person that I have interviewed mm-hmm. who didn't have a hard time. And I know that there's folks out there who will tell you it's easy. And while I agree, it doesn't have to be complicated versus simple. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be simple. Right. It can be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm all about how I, but I love people who just acknowledge that it's not all fun and games, that there's work to be done. Yep. I believe in the flow of life. A lot of things and people have come into my life that I could not explain other than something bigger than me and whatever you call that, it doesn't matter. And then there's, there's my part too. And that's moving forward, even though I'm scared. And that means acknowledging I'm afraid. And that means I don't know if I know I can do this or how to do this or even, you know, what to do, what's the next step. So with, with just the decision of being open to that, and knowing, you know, and there are some things in my life I might not have done if I would have known what I would have oh. gone through. I'm a big fan of being naive <laughs> and not knowing what I don't know because it would have stopped me. Yes, but on the other hand, are you so grateful, right? Afterwards, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, the learning that I occurred through that and the change I made was so night and day. I would have never been able to get that without. Yeah. Some of my greatest achievements, whether that was even back in my corporate job, making a certain sale, some of my greatest achievements were because I didn't know it shouldn't have worked. I just didn't know that whatever I was doing doesn't work. Right. Right. So I didn't buy into that. Yeah, exactly. So let's flip it. Let's flip it. What are you most proud of? What do you have the most fun doing? What are you most proud of? In my business, um, I've written two books now. So I'm an author. So that's awesome. And becoming a professional speaker. So this shy, reserved woman is actually speaking to hundreds, not thousands of people. So those two things. In my life, the 36 years that my husband and I have been together, and again, not always easy, <laughs> but it is pretty simple how to keep a relationship going and moving forward. So those are the, the things that I'm the most proud of. Yeah, I absolutely love the uh, professional speaker piece because I, I was not the shy kid. So people see me up on stage and think, well, it's easy for you. And, and that's not a horrible far stretch, but I love the achievement because it just shows you that it's possible that someone who identifies as more shy can absolutely do it as well. Well, here's the secret. Most of my friends who are professional speakers are all introverts as I am. A lot of us are highly sensitive. And if anybody knows who Henry Fonda was, he was an actor way back when, he admitted that he threw up every time before he went on stage. So it's all about, again, working through the fear and just allowing yourself to, there's a reason why I've been put on stage and I hope that it's helpful to someone, even if it's one person, 
And even when I stumble and even when I make a fool of myself, because it happens to. <laughs> we all done that. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. Well, and one of the people that whose story I admire in that vein um, was an interview I read with Beyonce because she had terrible stage fright and was shy. And so she created this persona of Sasha Fierce to emulate and become. Um, but the other big learning point here, and it's something that I love talking about, I was always an adrenaline junkie. I've jumped out of planes. I've swam with sharks. I never claim to be brilliant. I'm just saying I'm a, I've often been an adrenaline junkie. So when you talk about getting comfortable being uncomfortable, it's not so you can move through it. It's so you can stay there. It's so you can stay there. So you can keep doing the things that make you uncomfortable. And it's not, I'm sure, you know, there's 700 action movies that talk about bravery is not a lack of fear. Bravery is being scared and doing it anyway. Right. Absolutely. And, and that I think is probably what I took to heart a, a long time ago, somewhere in teenage years, that it's okay to be afraid. That doesn't mean you need to stop. That's awesome. That's awesome. Honestly, I can't even imagine a better place to stop. It's okay to be scared, right? It's absolutely okay to be scared and you just have to figure out how to take the steps anyway. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Awesome. Well, this has been fantastic. I will absolutely make sure in the show notes and that people have all of the links in order to get in touch with you. But if you want to do a better job than I will of describing exactly what you can do for people and how they can get a hold of you, please take a, take a minute or so and do that for us would be fantastic. Well, how you can get a hold of me is one, if you suffer with cravings, a lot of my clients will tell me that cravings kill their diet. So if you're suffering, suffering with cravings, which a lot of us have, um, especially with experience we just had, and it does even, you know, that aside, so if someone's watching this years later, cravings will basically crush your self-esteem, it will crush your self-worth, and it will crush your diet. So if you're suffering from cravings, go to crushcravings.com, you get a video series you can download, I will show you how to crush your cravings in 30 seconds, really, 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 it honestly works, and uh, other ways to get through my um, email, so Griffith at break-through.org. Nice. I love it. Crushcravings.com. I have to check that out. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Erin Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.